Well, there's always challenges, but we overcome the challenges, amen, by trusting in the Lord, amen, and we're just glad to be here this morning, let's pray for this situation that's going on here, but it's not going to stop the word from going forward, amen, I think, you know, I just think about, you know, Paul and Silas when they was in the prison, I know they didn't have no lights, you know, when they was down there in that dungeon and you know, there wasn't no electricity then, but that didn't stop them from praising God and praying and the, so much so that the place was shaken. Amen. And uh, they, had, they were, got released. The chains were loosed and they walked out of there. So, you know, all this stuff that we have sometimes going on that can kind of distract us, don't be distracted. You know, as Pastor Lynn was saying, the word, the importance of getting the word, that is above all else, we want to be able to get that word in our heart, our mind, our spirit. Amen, because that's what's going to keep us. That's what's preparing us for the coming of the Lord. And how many of you guys want to be prepared when he comes? I know I do. Amen. So we're just going to pray and, and get into the word that the Lord has for us this morning. Amen. I thank God for everyone that's here. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you right now, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for, for the mercies, Lord, that you've extended to us over and over and over again in so many different situations and circumstances, Lord, where we know when we look back, me and may not have realized it at the moment, God, but when we look back, we realize that it was just your grace, just your mercy, just your love and your goodness. When I say just, I don't mean to minimize it, Lord, but that's all it was that got us out of that situation, Lord, carried us through, Lord, and we thank you. We, we magnify you right now. And we say, have your way in this place. Have your way in our hearts and our minds. Bring our thoughts in unto you right now. Lord, we, we cast down every distraction. Lord, everything that will come and try to steal this word before it settles in our spirit, God, even beyond our own flesh, that we may be able to function according to your word as we leave this place. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. And we just thank you. Amen. We thank God. We just go with the mic. Handheld. Amen. But you know, I'm still excited. Amen. Amen. As I look around, amen. And, and this very y'all comfortable? Amen. amen. Very comfortable. I mean beautiful sanctuary that the Lord has blessed us to be able to come in, amen, and just, just so shows his, his goodness, you know, and I say look what the Lord has done, amen, because, you know, it's not our goodness, but it's always the, the blessings of the Lord, amen, as we follow him and we trust him and we stand on his word and continue to be faithful, God makes ways when it seems like there's not going to be a way made. Amen. That's why they call him the way maker, Miss Libby. Amen. That's, that's why we stand on his word. Amen. When we don't know what to do or where to turn, amen, we call on the name of the Lord. So in other words, we always do know where to look and where to turn. Amen. When you can't look nowhere else, look to Jesus. Amen. So greetings to everyone that's here and our online viewers. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For another day. 
But the Lord has allowed us to come into this place, amen, and just be able to magnify him. You know, I think, you know, of all the goodness of the Lord over the years, amen, his blessings and his his mercy and his interventions, just in my life and in Pastor Linda's life, our lives alone, amen. Just, you know, I, I think, and I look back, amen, and this year is me, 43 years that we gave our lives to the Lord. And you know what? He's always been on time. He's always been right there. He's never let us down. He's never disappointed us. Now, there have been many times that we've let him down, maybe. You know, uh, you know, or, or disappointed him, maybe, because, you know, he won't be disappointed. He already knows what we're going to do. But there's, there's been times that we've come short, just like all the rest of us. But he has never let us down. He's always made a way out of nowhere. And, I, you know, and, and I thank God for that, amen, because just, you know, I, I just can't imagine, you know, how in today's world where I would be. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would we be, amen, if it wasn't for his grace and his mercy and his goodness? You know, how many of those places where, you know, he intervened, amen, because we acknowledged him, amen, that he saved us from our very selves. Amen. I know I'm not just talking about myself in here. Amen. But those, those situations where we know that if it wasn't the Lord in our heart and our mind or the Holy Spirit speaking to us and saying, you know, leading and guiding us and stopping us from doing the crazy stuff. Where would we be? You know, I, I would go so far as to say, I don't think I'd even be alive along, any longer. I mean, there, there's, it's, it's the goodness of God. Amen. That just watches over us over and over and again. And I realize that, you know, it's by he, he showed his mercy and his abundant grace in my life in so many places. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Amen. We begin to realize the goodness of God. Amen. And, and the fact that he he took the time to call us to himself. Amen. That we might be saved. He even chased some of us down like he did me when we weren't even trying to acknowledge him. But he sent someone after us because he said, I got something for you to do. I got something for, you know, each and every one of us. So, you know, just just realizing that, you know, and because and, I know that for myself, I was on a road of destruction <laughs> and chaos. And the bad part about it is I didn't even realize how depraved I was. I didn't even realize how, how lost and how much I needed a savior. Like so many people today, amen, not just in the world, but even in the church, you know, we, we can get to a place, amen, where we, we begin to, to, to lose sight of the goodness and the grace of God. And we begin to take it for granted. You know, and, you know so, so it's important, amen, as we, we look at the word this morning, you know, because Pastor Linda was hitting it right on. As we look at the word this morning, we got to get the word. I like how David said, that word. Thy word, O oh Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See, it wasn't the worship song. Even though I love music, you know, I love the worship. You know, it wasn't those, man. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was the word that he put in his heart. Amen. Because you know what? We need it in our heart because the Bible tells us our heart can be deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? Amen. So, you know, there's so many people, amen, that's, that's out there. You know, I begin to think about the millions of people in the world today that don't know the Lord. 
the millions of people, amen, that are, are, are destined to miss out on eternity because they don't know the Lord, amen. Or, or maybe they've, they've, they've came to the Lord, but the world has drawn them back in and, and, and they begin to walk in ways that are, are not in alignment with his word. We're going back to the word. The word is what? The word is truth. So when I talk about the word, I'm talking about truth. And when I'm talking about walking in alignment with that, lining yourself up with the truth of the word of God. And nothing else, amen, can trump that. But millions of people, amen, who don't even realize the dilemma, amen, that they're really facing. They don't realize, amen, that, that there's a destruction that's coming their way that God never intended for any person to suffer. Amen. That's not his, his desire nor his intent. That's why he sent Christ, amen, to die on the cross that we might be saved. You know, that, that he could show us the way that we could come in, amen, and escape that destruction that is inevitable without him in our lives. We need God. We need God. We need salvation. And, you know, today, you know, people really need to hear the message of salvation. They really need to grab hold of this, this, this word, amen, and, and be, come to an understanding that this is the only way out of this particular circumstance that we're all in in this world. Amen. You know, a lot of times as I'm reading and I'm studying, I'm looking at the, the condition globally. I'm looking at, you know, the prophetic things that are taking place in the world around us. Amen. Time is winding up. You know, I know some say, well, we've been hearing that for years, but take a closer look. Amen. I'm not professing to know when because the Bible already says no man knows the day or the hour, but I have enough sense, amen, to read. The Bible says when this is taking place and that's taking place and I look in the world and this is taking place and that's taking place, things are lining up. And it's important that we begin to realize that this is the most challenging time, I believe, ever to deliver the gospel. The most because there's so many other things drawing and pulling, amen, and, and to, that's out there to trip us up, amen. And you know, as we begin to look at this, amen, and it's equally as imperative for us to share the good news. It's, it's, it's just that imperative, amen, to reach the lost, amen, that are out there, to reach those that are faltering in their walk with God, to help them to get strengthened, amen, to be able to overcome the, 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 the draw. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The draw of the world. Amen. And, and, and you know, it, it don't necessarily have to be something bad, but if it gets you off course with God, it's a dangerous place to be. I mean, if I could just put it like that. So this morning, I want to, you know, take us to the teaching and instruction of the Apostle Paul in the second epistle of Timothy as he was instructing this young man, amen, knowing that his ministry was about to come to an end. So he's, he's downloading to Timothy, amen, and he's, he's giving him specific instruction, amen, uh, of how to walk and how to live. But, and apparently, I mean, imperatively, he's telling him how to be able to share the gospel with others because that's, that's what it's all about, amen. Jesus told him to go into the hedges and highways, amen. When, when he, before he went up, he said, you know, go into all the earth and teach the gospel to every creature. So that's what it's really about, spreading the word, amen, not just getting saved, but what you can do after you get saved. Help somebody else, reach somebody else, amen. Don't just sit there and, and, and be, you know, fat, dumb, and happy, Amen. But it's time to, to, to be out telling somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. And helping people to realize how much we need him. 
You know, so this morning, I'm going to be coming to you, amen, from the title, The Challenge of the Charge. Because in this passage, these passages that we're going to look at here in 2 Timothy, Paul was charging him to go and to do. You know, we know what a charge is like a command. This is what I want you to, and this is his 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 protege, and he's he's the mentor, and he's telling him, he's charging him. Let's look at, at the fourth chapter. And this was back in AD 66. Now I want us to think about that. This is only 66 years after after Christ went to the cross. You know, and, and he's charging him and telling him these things, but understand this that when we look at these scriptures now, we're some 2,000 years later, and it's just as imperative, but even more so because they didn't have the challenges of Facebook and the Internet, you know, and all the information that we got. They didn't have the challenges, amen, and the, the liberty to have all the information in the world down, downloaded to your smart device. They just knew what was going on in the region around them, and that was enough for them to be challenged. But imagine all the things that are coming against the people of the world today. And how important it is for us, the people of God, to get the message out. So he charged me, man. Starting at the first verse in the fourth chapter, he said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Look what he said. Preach the word. Can't get away from the word. Amen. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Amen. And out of season. In other, words, in other words, when it's comfortable and when it's not comfortable. You know, something, you know, like fruit, you can't get certain things out of season. But he said the word, you should be able to get it in any season. Whether it's, it's, it's not out of, maybe, you know, sometimes people are going through things and they don't want to hear it. That's not their season. No, even out of that season, they need to hear the word. Amen. When they want to hear it, when they don't. He said, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. No, notice the long suffering. That means stick to it. That means don't just say it once and leave it alone. But he, he's letting them know to reprove them. Amen. You know, to reprove is to reinstruct when someone's falling. So to rebuke, amen, means to hold them accountable. And rebuke that thing that's, you know, that's not right. Amen. He, he's saying deal with that. Exhort them. In other words, encourage them. Amen. With all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Are we there yet? I think we're there. Amen. He said, for the time will come when they not, will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own Notice, you can't blame it on somebody else. Hello, we, we want to make it personal. He said, after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ear from the truth. Now look, from the truth. Amen. Now, now when he's talking about itching ears, they, they, they want to hear a certain type of preaching. They want to hear something that is pleasing to where they are. It's something that doesn't challenge them. Amen. So they're going to and fro trying to find somebody that's going to preach a feel-good word. 
You know, and you know, you know. Sometimes I have this conversation with the Lord. I say, Lord, how come I can't preach feel good words all the time? You know, the pie in the sky and all that. How how, how come I, you know, I, I I can't you know just preach a word that just makes everybody feel all warm and fuzzy, right? And he lets me know that's not what I called you to do. Uh, so so I have to do what he's given me to do, amen, and, and pray the Lord does all the rest. But he said, and they shall turn away. Hear what he's saying. They shall turn away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Just tell me, you know, like a little bedtime story. Come to church and just give me a warm, fuzzy bedtime story, you know, put my low, my, 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 my spirit man to sleep. You know, and, and you know, just kind of, you know, pacify my 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 flesh, you know, with enough, and then we'll be all right. But he's telling me, no, 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 no. He charged him to come with the word strong. He charged him not to cut the corners. If I could, you know, <laughs> he charged him no matter what the season is in his life. And then I'll go so far as to say, no matter what the season is in their life, be instant. That means instant. Y'all know how to instant coffee? You know, we, we, we like things. He, he said, don't, don't hesitate. Tell it now. On the, he seized the moment. You know, put it out. there be instant in season. So he, he challenged him. So that's the fourth chapter of Second Timothy. But I want to digress back to the first chapter because we see the challenge. But why, you know, when we begin to look at that, he says, I charge you therefore. Now, therefore means it's referring to something that came before the charge. So we want to go back to the first chapter and just go through and, and pull out a few verses to help build the foundation of why the charge has to be so strong. And, and uh, as you receive this word, don't just think about the preacher. Timothy, don't just think about, you know, the evangelist. Don't just think. He's charged all of us as Christians. You know, the, the, you know and, and why, where does the, 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 the challenge come in? We're going to see. Because it's challenging in today's world to speak the unadulterated word of God. It's challenging to stand flat-footed and tell people the truth because people don't want to hear the truth. It's challenging in this nation, this post-Christian nation that we live in, amen, to really go up and, and, and bring forth the word of God, you know, in a way that's going to bring conviction in the hearts and minds of people. Because, you know, when you, when you stand on something that's unequivocal, amen, when you stand on the word that's absolute, now you're judging. Come on. But I'm not judging, amen. The word is not judging. The word has come to, to set us free, amen, from the bondages of this world, amen. But see, when we begin to see the freedom is bondage, we know the devil's been busy. We know he, he's been speaking into the ear, amen. And he's been, been watering down the truth for so long that all of a sudden we don't know what's what anymore. So we got to get back to reading the scripture and rightly dividing the word of God. So as we look at the charge, amen, now let's look at why I said the challenge of the charge, because it's challenging. Because, you know, most people nowadays, they want to be liked. If you don't believe me, check Facebook. Hello? I'm not worried about being liked. Not by people. 
Because I know there's people right now that don't like me. But that's all right. I still love them. Amen. And that's how we roll. Amen. But in the, in the first chapter, and we're still in 2 Timothy, we're going to hang out here for a good while. Amen. In the first chapter, I want to look at verse 13 and 14. He said, hold fast the form of sound words. This is the charge that he's given. This instruction that he's given Timothy as he's passing this information down to him. He said, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and in love which is in Christ Jesus. Hold fast sound words. Amen? He said, that good thing which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. See, you got to keep it by the Holy Ghost. Man, don't, don't, don't try to do it on your own. Amen. But the one thing I, I look at, he said, with the faith and the love which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. You got to operate, amen, in, in faith and also in love. I mean, you, you got to, you know, Jesus came, amen, he loved everybody. He still loves everybody. Amen. But that doesn't mean he's not going to tell them the truth. Amen. Do you love your family? Do you love your friends? Do you love your neighbors enough to tell them the truth? This is what, the, this is what he's, he's saying here to us. Amen. Then we, we look at that same verse in the Amplified, those same two verses in the Amplified. He said, hold fast and follow the pattern of wholesome and sound teaching which you have heard from me in all the faith and love which are for us in Christ Jesus. Guard and keep with great care the precious and excellently adapted truth. Guard the truth, what he's saying, with great care. Be diligent to protect the truth of the word of God. What are we saying? Which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit who made us, I mean, makes his home in us. So he said, we got to be so careful. We got to be so meticulous, if I can use that word, in protecting the truth. Amen. Standing on the truth. Amen. I like how he said, the, the precious and excellently adapted truth. Can't get away from it. Amen. amen. We look at them, those verses, and it's trying to help us, amen, to see the importance. Everything wants to pollute the truth. Everything wants to pull the truth down, amen. It wants to dilute the truth, you know, and then, and, 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 you know, those words that don't take all that. You know, you know, you know, close enough is good enough. Right? Wrong. <laughs> you know, I always say I would rather do more than enough, amen, than just miss it by that much, by not doing enough. And what am I saying? Amen. Just following the word of God. Amen. Believing it. Amen. For what it says. In the second chapter of this second, same book, Timothy, he opens up the second chapter with these words. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Look at him. He's exhorting. To, I, I just look at this. I mean, this whole you know, this whole book, but I just want to pull out these verses to help us to see as he's trying, he's saying, be strong. Because he knows there's going to be challenges. 
Be strong because everybody's not going to want to hear what you have to say. Be strong because some of them will despise your youth. Amen. Thinking that, you know, as we talked about last week, they had a hard time in Jesus' hometown receiving him because they knew him. Imagine when you go talk to, you know, one of these senior citizens and you're older folks and you're younger than them, but you're bringing them truth. Boy, who are you talking to? They try to pull the age card on you, you know, and despise the you. You can't tell me nothing, boy. You're still wet behind the ears. The truth is the truth. I don't care if it's dripping. It's the truth. And we need to understand that. So he said, don't, don't, don't be moved by the faces, amen. The truth is the truth. You know, how many of us ever have ever, if you would be honest about it, been corrected by a child? And you knew it. Come on. See, so that correction was truth. That spoke to our situation. Amen. Now we can deny it or whatever. You know, maybe that child came, but mama, that's not true. Because they heard you say something, you know, or, or, you know, whatever they get. But it's true. So don't let any. He's telling Timothy here, Amen. Don't don't be shaken and moved by those things. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. Now he said, Now what you've heard, what I've taught you, don't just keep it to yourself but committed to faithful. And this is what he wants us to do, saints. This is how he wants us to live. He wants us to be those that are able to carry the word and share the word to with those that are faithful. You know, because I think about the other pastors of Christians said, you know, don't cast your pearls before the swine. Some people ain't faithful. They're not going to receive it. They're not going to hear it. They just want to debate. You know, you love them, you pray for them, and you move on, you know, you don't get into, you know, a back and forth debate over the word truth is truth, no matter whether they receive it or not. Amen. But he said to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. In other words, he said, I want you to, I'm passing this down to you so you can pass it down to others so they can pass it down to others. That's how the word should spread. That's how it should go forth. Amen. But if we allow that truth to get polluted anywhere in the passages which has happened, sadly, over time, the word begins to lose its power. Amen. But that's why we got to go back to the scripture. You know, how many times have we, we, we quoted something? Anybody here ever quoted something, thought it was Bible until your church checked the Bible? Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, because why? We have taken it by the word of people, word of mouth, amen, then the word of God. So we got to get back to the word of God. We got to stand on the word of God. So we, we begin to look at this. So they can teach us. And the third verse, it says, thou therefore endure hardness. What? I'm preaching the word. I'm living for God. What are you talking about hardness? It's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be the easy road. I haven't seen that scripture yet. But he says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We are in the army now. God's army. Amen. He said, endure the hardness. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Woo, he's chosen us. He's, he, he's enlisted us into his army. And he's saying, don't go out there and get entangled again with, with, with the affairs and the cares of the, this life that I've brought you out of. 
And see, that's what we see oftentimes too much, amen, is the child, child of God, amen, that goes back and begins to look again for what he left. Oh, I've been living this way too long. I know there's got to be something else out there. There is. There's plenty out there, but it's not God. There's plenty out there that can, can attract you and draw you, but is it taking you to your eternity? Is it preparing you and equipping you? I mean, he said, don't get entangled again because that's where we get it mixed up. We try to, you know, we, we talk about the scriptures, amen, how it says, you know, they call good, bad, and bad, good. And if we get enough people to agree on anything in this world, it must be okay. If we can, we can get them to pass a law, even though that law goes against the word of God, it's okay. Not according to the word of God. He said, let every man be true, right? Is that what he said? No, he said, let God be true in every man a lie. Right? I mean, this is, this is truth. Amen. Because this is the word of God. So he, was, he does not want us going back and becoming entangled again in the things that he delivered us out of. And the message that says it like this. So, my son, throw yourself into this work for Christ. Pass on what you heard from me. And the whole congregation says, saying what? Y'all not saying amen too much. Huh? But he said, pass it on. Amen. So the whole congregation should be saying amen. Amen. To reliable leaders who are competent to teach others when the going gets rough, take it on the chin. What's he say? What's he say? He said, take it on the chin with the rest of us. That's where some choose to depart. You know, he says, well, I, I'm tired of taking it on the chin. You know, he said, you know, you know, turn the other cheek. Well, I ran out of cheeks. Right? No, you always got another one on the other side. He said, take it on the, in other words, he knows that we're going to go through some things that is going to be hard, that we're going to be attacked, that people are not going to like everything that you're doing or saying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ based on his word. But he's still telling us, saints, to take it on the chin with the rest of us. You ain't the only one going through. You ain't the only one feeling it. Amen. You ain't the only one being pushed and rejected and not accepted. You're not the only one that's feeling the weight and the pressure of living godly. You're not the only one. Don't try to escape it by being entangled again. You know, he said, with the rest of us, the way Jesus did. Now, did he take it on the chin? I remember when they was questioning him in the hall that evening before they crucified him. The scriptures talk about how they smote him on the face. And not only that, how they crucified, he took it on, he took, he took one for the team, right? Are we willing to take it on, you know, and, but yet to stand? A soldier on duty doesn't get caught up in making deals at the marketplace. He concentrates on carrying out orders. I'm busy right now. I ain't got time for that. No, he said, no, concentrate on, you're on duty. We're all on duty 
as children of God, amen. We're, we're on duty, amen. And we, we're representing him wherever we are, wherever, wherever we go, amen. We're on duty, amen. And we still always have an answer for the hope that lies within us. That's what the scripture teaches us. Always have an answer. Amen. That's being on duty. That's being prepared. Amen. And we'll see how he talks about that. But, you know, even this, this passage, because this passage really interested me, amen. In, in, the, in the NIV, he said, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, trust in trust to in reliable, excuse me, reliable people who will also be qualified to teach who? Others. Who are, we, who are we mentoring so that they can mentor somebody else, that they can mentor somebody else and, and keep the truth going? Or are we mentoring them in something else that's more about this life and this world and, and their success and their profession and you know which is all good things but it's distracting us if we're not taking the time to help equip them here he said join with me join with me join with me in what in suffering said, nah, if you're having a birthday party I'll come over if you're having a barbecue I'll come over but you're talking about joining with you in suffering? See, he's making it very clear that this is not the this is not the Taj Mahal. This is not, you know, the 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 Waldorf Historia. This is life and this is work and this is challenging and it's going to be painful sometimes. Your feelings are going to be hurt if you live according to your feelings. But if you realize that. They're not rejecting you, but they're rejecting Christ. It won't bother your feelings. In other words, the only feeling that it should provoke is empathy and compassion. Amen. Rather than feeling rejected, oh, they rejected me. They don't like me. I don't like this witnessing thing. I don't like talking about Jesus because, because nobody wants to hear it. They don't like me because I'm a Christian. No, you go in there and talk to them about football. You go in there and talk to them about, you know, weight loss. And you go in and you talk to them about, you know, a, a new diet that's coming out. You know, you, you talk about, you know, what, what you're going to cook for dinner. They'll talk to you all day long. Take them out to lunch. Oh, they're with you. Huh? Invite them over to dinner. Invite them to that barbecue. You know, they're with you. But when you start talking about Jesus... That's what they're rejecting. So the more we understand, he's not rejecting us. He or she is rejecting him of whom we're representing, who we're presenting the truth to them. They're rejecting the truth, which is the word of God. And that should make us feel really, really sad for them as we continue to love them and try to reach them with the gospel. So we look at this, this as he's saying, you know, join in suffering with me like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs. Amen. Wow. Amen. In other words, you ain't a civilian no more. That's right. Amen. Amen. He said, don't get entangled with civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his self. No, he's trying to please his commanding officer. And our commanding officer is who? Jesus Christ. 
See, so as we're going and we're sharing the gospel, as we're, we're being a light and we're being a witness, you're going to be rejected. You're going to go through trials. You're going to be talked about. Amen. He's, the scripture says if we live godly, we're going to suffer persecution. But that doesn't mean we stop living godly. Because he's going to get us through the persecution. He's going he's gonna to reward us for all the work, all the suffering, all the struggles, all the things that we did. The scripture makes it clear that I got you. If you would just obey this word and not, you know, bow down and cower out, amen, and become again entangled with the affairs of this world. Don't let that sidetrack you, saints. And I look at the 15th verse in, in this second chapter, dropping down to the 15th verse. What did he see? He says, study. Study. Everybody say study. To show thyself approved, right? To the world, to the professors. And there's nothing wrong with studying, you know, for your career and for your job, amen, because God wants to use you in the marketplace, right? But he's, what I'm getting at here, he's saying, approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Remember we said the word is truth, the word is truth. So he, he wants us to, you know, it's, it's good to study and, and to advance in knowledge, but don't not study, that's a double negative, but don't not study the word of God so that we can be just as apt to teach it, to share it, to understand it, to break it down. Amen. He said, because why? We want to be approved unto God as a workman for him. You know, there's a lot of things we can do in the world. Amen. But how much work are we doing for him? Amen. In the area of evangelism. In the area of reaching souls and being the light and being the salt. That's a part of our walk as Christians. It's just not, you know, coming to church and, and having a good time and hearing and singing some beautiful music, you know, and then enduring the message and going on home. But it's about what do we do when we leave here? You know, it's the same. If you go and you spend six, eight years to become a doctor, it's not about being in college. It's what you're going to do when you leave there. You're going to practice medicine. So when we leave church, we should be out there practicing Christianity. We should be out there being the light, being the salt, being the witness. This is where we come to learn. This is where we come to get a collective mind. This is where we come to challenge one another, iron sharpening iron, so that we can be made stronger. So that way as we go out there, we're doing the things of Christ in our marketplace, whether, whether it be your job or your business or whatever the case might be. You are the light. You are the salt. Amen. And, and every opportunity that the Holy Spirit gives you to share that light with somebody, don't just ask them out for coffee. Take them out and share the word with them. Are we getting this? You know, one thing I like how he said, rightly dividing the word. And when we rightly divide the word, that means line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. The word will testify of itself if we just take time. But it takes that going back to that study, isn't that right? Amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse 21 through 23 in the second chapter of Second Timothy. He said, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall... Be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. 
in other these he's, he's telling them before he's telling them the things not to be involved in. You know, I don't think well we we can go back and read that, but but in other words, if you purge yourself from the challenges and the temptations of this world, amen, of the ungodly things that we have found within ourselves, amen. And now he wants us to be prepared unto every good work. He said, "Flee also youthful lust." Remember, he's talking to Timothy, a young man. Amen. Sometimes, well, I just got to have fun before I get old. And when I get old, then I can study. Then I get serious. Everybody don't get old. Hello. So you got, you know, <laughs> it's time now. Amen. He said, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that are called, that call, excuse me, on the Lord out of a what? A pure heart. Amen. A pure heart. I love that. A pure heart. You know, a heart that's not, doesn't have other agendas. You know, a heart that purely cares about others. Not trying to get close to them so you can get something from them. That's not a pure heart. Not looking at them and saying, what can they add to my life? You know, no. What are you going to add to their life? And it should be the gospel. He said, but foolishness, I mean foolish, and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strife. How many of you have ever found ourselves in a conversation with somebody that you knew clearly didn't know what they were talking about? Because you've taken time to study the word. You've sat under the word, whether it's here or anywhere else, and you understand what the word is speaking, and, but you find yourself sometimes in a conversation where people are talking like stuff that, I mean, I've had those conversations, and I sit back and listen to people say, boy, I did not know that was in the word of God. <laughs> because it wasn't in the word of God but they're professing it all oh, yeah this that and the other I mean so sometimes you know but he said don't 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 get involved with that no foolish and unlearned questions avoid sometimes people are abating you amen now if they're sincere and they have an honest and sincere question please with all diligence find them an answer if you don't know it yourself say well I can get back with you let me look into that that's a good question but if they're just baiting and they're looking for uh, an argument, amen, and they're trying to, you know, tear down your faith, he said, avoid that, amen, amen, because he said, it's going to gender strife. So don't don't go there, I mean, so again. Now we jump to the third chapter. I'm almost done, but we jump to the third chapter. We're still in Second Timothy. Cause, I mean, he, he didn't just say, go preach. He didn't just say, go tell. But he, he strategically went through, and I didn't even touch on the first book of Timothy, but he strategically went through instructing this young man on how to be a light, how to be a witness, how to lead others, and how to live as an example. Amen. And that's what he wants us to do. But in the third chapter, starting at verse 1, he said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Are they here yet? What does it mean perilous times? Times that are difficult, times that are hard to deal with. People in situations that are hard to deal with, perilous. They find themselves in peril. You ever been, been in a perilous situation? I think most of us have. Amen. So that's what he's talking about. Perilous times shall come for men shall be. Now, y'all tell me if this is in the world today. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. What? Is it here? Covetous? Is here. Boasters? Is here. Proud blasphemers is here. 
proud that they can try to tear down the word of God. I used to be saved, but boy, let me tell you a few things. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Disobedient to parents? Unthankful? Unholy? Without natural affections? Oh, it's here, baby. Truth breakers? How many? You know, don't, don't, don't keep their promises. Don't keep their word. Huh? False accusers? Incontinent, fearless, despisers of those who are good? Well, y'all think y'all something. Despisers of those who what? <laughs> are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. All those things are here. And so he said that in the last days, guess what? All those things are here, Elder Robert. So I guess we must be approaching the last days. I, mean, I, I didn't write that. Amen. But he said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Isn't that right? And then the fifth, the fifth verse. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Having a form of God. You, you look godly. You talk godly. But it ain't got no power in your life. Not enough power to change your living. Not enough power to change your ways. Not enough power to change your speech. He said, <laughs> you know, denying the power there, even when the power comes, when the word comes, which is the power of, uh, in the truth of God, resisting even that power. So we resist it from coming and we resist it from having an effect in our lives. You know, when we get there, he said, turn away from that. Turn away from that. These things are going to come. And as you and I stand on the word of God and allow God to use us to speak truth into the lives of those, we will be challenged. It's challenging, amen. You know, you just feel sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to talk to somebody, you ever, you ever just don't feel that, that ook in, in the pit of your stomach? It's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know, they might not. They don't look like they need nothing. They look like they got it going on. A nice car. Beautiful house. He's my boss. She's my supervisor. What do I have to give them? But you see, there's, a, there's an absence and there's a void in their lives. And the Holy Spirit is turning on the inside of you saying, what you going to do about it? That's why we feel that. Look, it's not always the enemy. Huh? But you, the Holy Spirit is prompting us in some way to do something, to say something, to step out, to speak. Because they got all the trappings of this world, but there's an empty soul. There's an empty spirit. And we have the greatest thing of all. And the enemy would love to use fear to shut us down. To stop us, amen, from hearing and receiving, amen, and sharing. This is the very thing he's telling Timothy this whole time, sharing the word of God with them. Are we faithful men and women that we will share what we have received? Are we just holding it all to ourselves, amen? I think about, you know, the, the Dead Sea. Everything goes in, but nothing goes out. You know, that's why nothing can live there. But, but we want to allow the word of God to flow through us. 
amen, so that we can, we can be that light and we can be that salt, amen, and we can be the ones that change the atmosphere, amen, when we walk into a room, amen. You know, even last night as we were, you know, unexpectedly stopped by my son's house, amen, so we could check out the, the car, amen, we were driving the, the little white car down there, and I haven't had that car off the island in probably three three years or better, so you know, I knew it was going to be some challenges, you know, but we went over there, amen, and Is was there, you know, and his friends, some of his friends were over there, and they were eating and having a good time and doing what, what people do, just enjoying themselves according to their environment and their thought, you know, but one of the young men said something, and he looked at me real quick and said, oh, excuse me. Amen. See, when we walked in the house, the atmosphere changed. You know, and, and when something slipped, he caught himself. I didn't say a word. I didn't, you know, I really wasn't even paying no attention. But when you walk in, does the atmosphere change? Or do you join the atmosphere? Do you enhance the atmosphere? Or does it change because of who you are and what you stand for and who you represent? How they see you. Mm, help us, Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 32, I mean 33, 32 says this, And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice. Think about this. Now, he's talking about Ezekiel was speaking, but, but look what it says. And can play well on an instrument, for they hear thy words, but they do them not. And I said, wow. He said, the word of God sounds good. Beautiful. It encourages me. Amen. It makes me feel good. But when it's over, we'd have had a good praise and worship service. But we heard the word. But in the end, they do them not. That's what he's saying. Ezekiel was a they called him an eagle eye prophet. He can see. I mean, he he prophesied the coming of Christ seven hundred and forty years before he showed up. That's that's precise. That's informative. And he said they received your words and it sounded good, but they didn't do any of it. Let's not be those people. Understand? Because like I said, I'm almost done. Hmm. Don't turn your ear. Because I see people even turn, turn their ear because they're rejecting the word. They'll be distracted or they'll distract themselves because I don't want to hear that right now. But he said, don't, don't, don't. I'm saying, don't, don't do that. Hear the word. Let it speak to your spirit, man, even though your flesh may be trying to reject it. Don't let it just sound like a good song. Amen. That sounds good. The last passage I want to give you is this in, in Proverbs 28 and 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. The law is coming. But he said, even his prayer shall be abomination. Words, he said, if you don't want to hear my words, if you don't want to hear my law and abide by that, why are you praying to me? Why are you asking me anything? That's, that's abominable. That's, that's, that's unacceptable. We don't want to be that. And so we want to be able to help people to overcome. Amen. But in order to help people to overcome truly, 
You and I got to overcome ourselves. We got to overcome our challenges and we got to overcome, you know, our fears and we got to overcome our propensities to do those things that don't line up with the word of God. We got to overcome our own flesh that we may live and walk by the spirit. Amen. And thereby we can have an effective witness to those around us. You know, it's hard to witness about something that, you know, we not live in ourselves. It's hard to, you know, to go down that road because, you know, you, you, you don't have a witness there. You, you, you've already allowed your good to what? Be evil spoken of. You've exposed yourself. So now I become powerless into helping somebody else. Lest I go and I repent. You say, you know what? What I did was not right. What I did was wrong. It goes against everything I know the word of God says. So first I want you to forgive me. I'm sorry for being that example in your life. I need to share the truth with you. I need to be the truth. I need to be the light. See, you can go back and redeem those things, but the only way you're going to do it is through the word of God. So the challenge of the charge is that we have to overcome all these obstacles that stand in our way, whether they be friend, family, or even foe, we have to overcome all the obstacles in order to carry out the charge. There's challenges all around us. So my last question to you today is, are you up to the challenge? God has equipped us with his word. He's, he's equipped us, amen, with a witness of Jesus Christ himself. He's given us the Holy Spirit to abide on the inside. He's done everything in his power to get us up to the challenge to be the light and to share the truth of the gospel. So the question is, are you up to the challenge? If we would operate in what he's given us, the answer is yes. But if we're operating in our own strength and our own abilities, our own perception and knowledge and understanding, the answer is unequivocally no you can't do this of your own because no one's flesh wants to suffer no one's flesh wants to go through hardship Jesus Christ he was even an example of that in the garden of Gethsemane on that night he knew that his hour had come that he would be crucified and what did he do he went to the garden and he prayed amen and he prayed so hard amen and he said his sweat was as drops of blood because that flesh did not want to go on that cross did not want to suffer but he said nevertheless not my will but thy will be done and the scripture says that when he made that that's when the victory was won when he made the decision to yield to God because he said then the angels came to strengthen him not to take him off the cross but to help him endure the cross so when we yield ourselves to the truth our strength is on the way our help is on the way amen to meet the challenge of carrying out the charge that he's given us in his word if we would just yield ourselves completely unto God you got more help than you can imagine we would say yes to the Lord yes Lord I accept the charge. Help me to take the challenge. Help me to take the challenge. That's what he's asking us for. That's what he's charged us to do. 
And it's not going to get any easier. So don't, you know, we can't say, I'll wait till things cool down and people are more open and receptive to the word. That's not going to happen. They're going to become more and more resistant to the word. They're not wanting to hear it. It's being shut down all around us. Pay attention to what's going on outside of your life. And you'll see things that are happening that we need to be aware of. Because he's got us here to help snatch some of them from the fire. To help some of them unto salvation. That's what he's calling us for. So let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now for your goodness and your